Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. We know that so many of you have come here this morning expecting your apologies. Just cannot wait for Chris and I to walk back our comments about the Miami Heat and the utter disrespect we have shown that organization. It's Canty and Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio and ESPN Plus, presented by Progressive Insurance. Do we need to actually walk back the things that we have said about the Miami Heat? Eh, Listen, I was thinking about it Saturday night. So many people are tweeting at us. God, you know, Mm -hmm. do we need to apologize on Monday? And this is the only thing that came to mind. I've ridiculed everyone on the roster. I just want to say from the bottom of my heart, I'd like to take this chance to apologize to absolutely nobody. <laughs> that never gets old, man. And I that even, never gets old. I love that. And I don't even really like Conor McGregor, but that fits. No, exactly. And it fits perfectly. It, it fits perfectly. <laughs> because here's the deal, right? Well, and we got the whole Boston connection to the Celtics. Why yes. not? Why not play a little Conor McGregor? But here's what I'll say. That game on Saturday night, Carlin, it's not about Miami taking it to Boston. It's about Boston gifting a game to the Miami Heat. Anytime you have more turnovers than you do assists, you're not going to be in a good spot. And Ime Adoka said as much in the postgame. Anytime Jason Tatum goes 3 or 14 and only drops 10 buckets, you're probably going to be in a spy spot. Not to mention the guy had six total turnovers. And that's absolutely awful. Absolutely awful in every way. Yeah. And you held on for dear life. Held on for dear life. 26-point lead. Held yeah. on for dear life. And I know, I know you didn't have Jimmy Butler in the second That's half. That's where they're going to come back. I, yeah. I know, I, I get it. And he's phenomenal. And hey, we were gutty. We were gritty down the stretch and found a way to win the game. Sure you did. Well done. Well give, done. You got to give him the slow Rudy clap? Yeah. I, I Listen, it's a little bit better than a golf clap. Okay. You know, but it, yeah. it's, it, if you feel like a, we've been disrespectful, I understand that. But the problem is... It, but how can you say we've been disrespectful, Carlin, where the numbers speak for themselves? Exactly. Miami had 33 points off of turnovers. Now, I'm not saying that their defensive prowess didn't create a lot of those opportunities. All I'm simply saying is the Boston Celtics opened the door for those opportunities to happen by not being as sharp as they should have been. There's no way that you can tell me that the Celtics were ready to go when you find yourself in a 26-point hole in the first half. There's no way no. you can sell that on me. No. There's no way you can say at this home, team was in, in game the right three. frame of mind for a game three at home in the conference finals and you find yourself down by 26. You can't sell that. No. So a part of this has to be the lapse in, in focus – the mentality overall that the Celtics approached game three with, the Miami Heat just wanted it more. And I will give them credit for that. They have played hard, even though they're not the more talented of the two teams in this series. So there's something to be said for that, and maybe that's where we missed the mark in terms of being disrespectful. But we ultimately don't think that that's going to change the outcome of this series. No, the talent is going to win out. I still believe that. I thought Celtics in six at the beginning, and I continue to stick to that. I thought maybe this might be a situation where they'd win both games at home, and then the Heat would be able to stick around with a win in game five down in Miami. But credit the Heat. For finding a way to hang on the other night. Here's the problem, guys. You have played 12 quarters in this series. You have won exactly two of them. Mm. Do you know that the Miami Heat are the first team in NBA history to win just two quarters in the first three games and actually lead a series? What does that tell you? It tells you 
that they have blown the doors off of them in two quarters, and while they all count, I understand that, it tells you that the Celtics weren't ready. Exactly what Chris said a few moments ago, and they have let it get away from them, whether it's a lack of focus or whatever. So if you're going to sit there and complain that we're not showing them enough love because of how hard they play, I'm sorry. I, I know that's disappointing to you, but I'm not apologizing for anything. And this is not a conditional apology yep. in any way. Let's be clear about that. It's not if you're offended, I'm sorry, because I'm not. I'm not. This is still a team in the Boston Celtics that is much more talented than the Miami Heat are, and I expect that to win out. If I'm going to knock the Celtics for anything, hey, get your head out of here, you know what, yeah. and wake up in these games. We saw last night with the Warriors, Chris, that they understand that when you have a team down, you don't let them off the mat. And they did that to the Mavericks last night. They didn't give the Mavericks a chance to feel good about themselves at home. The Celtics needed to do that in Game 3. They didn't. And now, will they be as locked in and focused over the next three games? I expect them to be. Well, they've been great coming off of losses, right? Since we got yep. into 2022, the Celtics are 12-3 and after a loss. So, last time they've Especially lost... Especially here in the playoffs. The last time they lost back-to-back games, you got to go back to March 30th. Mm-hmm. So, that's a long time ago. So, this team, I expect to see a completely different level of focus coming into Game 4. Because, let's face it. They're up against it. And you don't want to be down three games to one going back to Miami. So I fully expect for Boston to win this game. But, Carlin, to your point about the parallels between this series and the Mavs Warriors series, Saturday night was a game that the Celtics, even though they didn't play their best, had the opportunity to win. Similar to what we saw in game two when Golden State was down, what, 20? They were down 19, 20 points. And they still found a way to win by making the requisite plays at the end of that game. That's what they needed to happen in the final three minutes on Saturday night. And they cut it to one off of that Jalen Brown three. He dropped the bomb from 26 feet. But then after that, you're talking about the tur- the Max Drews coming down, hitting the big three-pointer. Yep. Then you had a shot clock violation when Jalen Brown stuck holding the bag. And then you had a turnover by Jason Tatum. Those plays can't happen in succession and push the lead back up to eight. That game was there to be had, especially with Jimmy Butler being out the entire second half. Yep. Boston could have stole that game, and they missed a golden opportunity. And if you're going to compete at a championship level, you got to find a way to win some of the games that you have no business even being in. They didn't just miss the opportunity. They handed it back. They handed it back. Yeah. In that moment, that's what happened. Greeny is presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive can help you protect your home, auto, boat, motorcycle, ATV, and RV, and more. If something wasn't mentioned that you had in mind, find out if it can be covered at Progressive.com or 1-800-PROGRESSIVE because it probably can. It's Canty and Carlin in for Greeny, so have at it. The, the number is there for you at 888-SAY-ESPN, 888 3776. Please make your case for your apology. We turn to Colin in Miami next on ESPN Radio. Colin, if you feel like we owe you an apology, please explain why we would. Well, I would like to talk about the free throw disparity in the game. You keep talking about the turnovers and the Celtics just handed them. What about the rest? Oh, the rest the well, it's a well known fact that it's a well known fact that the refs have had it in for the Miami Heat for years. Yeah. It's, that's the thing. It's, it's just it's a pure rest. hatred. It's everybody against. Stop it. Stop it. Just stop it. What about the refs? What about the free throw disparity? Just stop it. I mean, that has absolutely nothing to do with the outcome of that game. 
Turnovers, turnovers, turnovers. Bad case, Colin. We move on to Chris in Arizona. You're next on ESPN My Radio. My texts are always super heavyweight. So no, <laughs> no hate here from me. Um, but where I think you guys missed the mark is when you were talking about the absences of Marcus Smart and Al Horford, but kind of poo-pooing on the absence of Kyle Lowry. Um, because they brought him in to win a series like this mm-hmm. after getting embarrassed by the Bucks last year. And I understand they didn't need him against Philly, but playing a great defensive team like Boston, you tell me who you'd rather have with the ball in their hand. If you want to make the case that Lowry made a difference the other night, he I'll did. agree with that. He absolutely did. I absolutely will agree yeah. with that. But we had downplayed that based on how Lowry had played in the first two series. Yeah, but I'm not going to sit here and say I prefer to have Kyle Lowry over Marcus Smart. No. I'm not going to go that far. I don't Absolutely think, I don't, not. This is not the Kyle Lowry that was in Toronto. This is not an all-star caliber player, even though he's got all-stars on his resume. That's not that, that's not that dude in a Miami Heat uniform. Not right now. No. No, 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 no. no, no and no. you don't know how long Kyle Lowry is going to be able to sustain the level of play we saw from Saturday night. Because the guy kept checking, going back in the back of the locker room just to keep the hamstring warm. You don't know when the other shoe is going to drop with that one. Sean in New Jersey next. Make your case, Sean. You're on ESPN Radio. What up, guys? I don't want an apology because every time Miami uh, win, y'all make an excuse. But I called <laughs> last week and told, was trying to tell y'all this. You pick, you guys pick Boston because you said Jason Tatum is the best player in this series. Not. Jason Tatum should be averaging a double-double. If Jason Tatum's not making shots, what is he offering you? Nothing else. No, Jimmy that's Butler not true. Is a better Jason two-way. Tatum, is, 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 Jason what, what, Tatum defends Jason Tatum, incredibly well. If he's not making shots, what are you doing? Jason Tatum huh? defends just as well as Jimmy Butler does. Yeah, but it's hard to defend Jason Tatum here. No, today. I can't defend him for it, what it happened the other night. <laughs> that was so bad. That was, was a bad performance. He was a liability on hey, both ends of the court the other night. Club superstar. That was the night the other yeah. night. That was the moment the other night yep. where it made me think, eh, you know what? Maybe he could play his way out of it. No, and you're right about that. But here's what I'll say about what we saw from the Miami Heat. We talked to Brian Winhurst earlier, and he made the point that Eric Spolstra built the offensive game plan around Bam Adebayo to get him activated. That's not something that we've seen in this series through the first two games, and that's not something that the Boston Celtics have seen either. So I anticipate that Ime Adoka is going to have a plan to try to slow down Bam Adebayo and force Jimmy Butler to have to be the guy on that squeaky right leg. So, I mean, I I just – I, for me – Right now, I just don't necessarily see the complexion of Game 4 playing out like it was in Game 3 with the Celtics being down in a huge hole and having to spend the majority of the second half fighting their way out of it. It ain't going down like that. Heat fans, we're not done with you. You got your chances coming. More opportunities on the telephone lines at 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Canty and Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio and ESPN Plus. Tune in to the ESPN Daily podcast, bringing you a deep dive into a single story from one of ESPN's hundreds of reporters presented by Supercuts. Download, subscribe, and review ESPN Daily, available wherever you enjoy your podcasts. Up next, there was one performance this weekend that was actually worse than the Celtics on Sunday night. We'll tell you what it was next. Canty and Carlin for Greeny ESPN Radio. My checks are always super heavyweight. Greeny, the podcast. 
Shopping for Mother's Day is usually a challenge because you wait until the last minute, but Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day. Whether you're shopping for your sister's first Mother's Day or your fashionista mom who loves to make a statement, Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas that you can easily pick out something special to celebrate them both. You can shop by price, anywhere from 25 bucks and under to 100 bucks and under. You can also sort by category like fragrance, handbags, and more, or gift lists like for the mom who has everything, pre-wrapped gifts or gifts for grandma. Find top brands like Studio Pro Model Beats headphones, Polaroid cameras, and Samsung smart TVs. So what are you waiting for? Mother's Day is May 12th. It'll be here before you know it. Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash gift finder today. That's Macy's.com slash gift finder. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Will is taking his hat off, and Justin Thomas is walking around for the quick tap, and he's got it. A two-time major winner of the PGA Championship, Justin Thomas, is your 104th PGA Champion here at Southern Hills in Tulsa, Oklahoma. That was the call on SiriusXM PGA Tour Radio. Justin Thomas taking the PGA Championship. Congratulations. Canty and Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio. According to research... 90% of employers plan to enhance their employee experience this year. If you need to add more employees, there's ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter's technology finds qualified candidates for your job, and you can invite your top choices to apply. Try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash Greeny. I felt good for Justin Thomas. I felt terrible uh, for what happened down the stretch to uh, Pereira, I, I yeah. was gonna, how to pronounce his name. I want to make sure I get that correct. But yep. I, I felt terrible for him, and then he doesn't even end up in the playoff. But, Chris, I think the worst performance over the weekend has to belong to Tiger Woods. The because, worst performance? I mean, No, Pereira pulling out the driver on 18 and hooking it into the creek, that, that was a terrible performance. Yeah, but I could that's do a that. Terrible de- <laughs> but that's a terrible decision. Why would you do that? Yes, it was a bad decision. It was a terrible decision. It was a bad decision. Yeah. <laughs> but when – all right. So that's, that's bad, okay? I, I still feel bad for him because that's, that's what, what I imagine that – I might do in that similar situation. Okay. Like, I would be stupid enough to take that out, and then I got You can this. relate. You yes, can relate. I got absolutely. it. Absolutely. So that's why I empathize with him. I can okay. see it. Or maybe it's sympathize. I get too confused all the time. Yeah. But with Tiger withdrawing after Saturday, this is now twice now that we have seen Tiger really start to fade after a good opening round or a good first day and a half or two since he has worked his way back. We were talking about this before the show. You know, you can work on your cardiovascular and and everything that you need to to be ready, but it's not going to be the same until you add the pressure and all of that to playing at a PGA championship. And so we have seen that he has not had the same endurance uh, through these first two majors. And I'm wondering, listen, it's unfair in some ways to ask, considering everything he has done to get back to this point. But at the same time, it's it's a question that's always going to be asked around the greatness of a guy like Tiger Woods. 
Is he ever going to be able to get back to anywhere near it? And the reality is we don't know. Now, I know that he was scheduled to play in the Open Championship across the pond next month. We'll see whether or not he decides he's going to follow through with that. But, Carlin, it's one of those situations that everybody's going to be hoping that Tiger Woods can recapture some of the greatness, some of the luster that was able to create the brand that we know now. And you want to see that glimpse of it. You want to see if he can have that moment that he had at Augusta a couple of years ago when he got his fifth green jacket. That's what we want. We root for Tiger Woods. It's the ultimate redemption story. Somebody that had been to the highest of highs, the lowest of lows, and then found a way back to the top of the mountain. So I, I just, I'm, I'm hoping that we get to that. But I don't know that what we're seeing from Tiger Woods now is just a matter of him building up his stamina, his endurance, or whether this is something structurally that he's not going to be capable of overcoming with that leg. Because the first couple of rounds, like we saw at the Masters, the first couple of rounds out in Tulsa, Oklahoma this past weekend, they were pretty good. He shot a 74 and a 69 in round two. And then he blew up on the third day on Saturday, he shot a 79. And, and Saturday is supposed to be moving day. Yeah. Like after he made the cut, I mean, you're talking about a guy having an absolutely atrocious performance. And I got to think there's got to be some element of him – physically just not being able to do it oh. at that level. And that's why he withdrew. I, so there's a serious question as to whether or not he can string together four consecutive days at a high level in order to win a championship. I absolutely believe that's true. And and now when I watch him a little bit on Friday and then some on Saturday, you can see him with the noticeable limp. Yeah. And I think there are times he's he's really trying to make sure that he can – cover it up a little bit because he with the pride level that he has he doesn't want people talking about that yeah but when you're using your putter as a cane it's not a yes. good thing yeah it's and not there a were good moments that we saw that out in Oklahoma this weekend so yes, I, you have to worry about you know whether or not this guy's going to be able to sustain it but the great thing about having Tiger Woods playing competitive golf is that it brings another set of eyeballs to the table you're talking about casual sports fans even people that aren't locked into sports they're going to tune into Tiger. And the grouping that the PGA Tour had on the first couple of days with, with Tiger Woods out there and Rory McIlroy, like that, that's, that's what you want. Yep. You know, and so to have that opportunity to be able to capture that casual fan that might not necessarily be paying attention to your sport, but they're going to watch because of Tiger, that's the win for golf. So Tiger Woods, even though he's not winning championships right now and doesn't look like he's poised to in the foreseeable future – it's a win for golf having him back there on the course as an ambassador to the game. Let me ask you a question. You as uh, you like to golf. You like to play. I don't know if you can call what I do golf. <laughs> All right, but it's like, more like aerating the greens. Yes, in, in the fairway, free landscaping. Yes, exactly. Or actually, I pay to landscape. Yeah, maybe for some them. weed whacking in the rough. <laughs> do you ever get the itch around like the big tournaments? Ah, I got to go out and play. You know, when you're watching it. I do. It's one of those yeah. things, like, as a former professional athlete, it's like, okay, if I'm watching somebody on TV, then I want to go out there and do it myself. So that's what I did on Friday afternoon. Like, I got that On itch. Friday afternoon? This past Friday you afternoon. You mean you tried to do it? I tried to do it. Okay. And I just went out, you know, I play the local public course, and I go out. And the first thing I did, I should have known it was a bad omen, because when I get to this uh, body type that I have worked so hard to get to— Uh-huh. There is a copious amount of stretching that is involved prior to any sort of athletic activity. And I sat down on the grass before the first tee to stretch and realized in the span of about four seconds that was a mistake because the ground was still wet okay. from the day before. So, you had so I am going onto the first tee with, you know, 
wet grass stains on the back of my shorts. That's strike one. I get up there, there's a couple of kids who were probably 19, 20, weigh 128 pounds each and mm. hit the ball 410 yards. Oh, my God. <laughs> and then I get an older guy who is that positive guy, no matter what shot you hit, he's trying to do the right thing, yep. but it just gets aggravated. Like, you top one, oh, that's a good miss. Oh, yeah. don't worry about that. You'll be fine. And I slice the first one, oh, 40 yards into the into the trees. Oh, my gosh. And then... Two holes later, it just starts pouring. Yeah. And we get like a couple of showers in. I'm like, all right, I'm going to hang this out. Meanwhile, it is just turning into a bad wet t-shirt contest for me. Oh, no. That's all bad. But you know what? I'm going to tell you where your first mistake happened. Yeah. You sat down on the grass to try to stretch out. Yes. You don't do that. And you don't really need to stretch. What you need is more swing lube. You well, have to get a little swing lube. I worked on that, too. You have to be properly lubricated when you go on the golf course. And if you do that, then you don't have to worry about warming up and stretching and all of that stuff. Have you a couple of cocktails, maybe a beer, whatever floats your boat, and then you go out on the course. I ordered, that, way, that way you have a good time no matter how you're hitting them. I, had an, I ordered one and already had a couple of sips ready to go. I was fine, like on that front. Okay. But I still, like, again, so you had the, the finely tuned, and then you felt like you needed to stretch. The finely tuned machine that this is. Has to be properly. So I'm going to have an adult beverage, and then I'm going to stretch. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, I a couple of sips of the adult. It's all one big process. Yeah, but you can see how those two would be in conflict with one another. I understand that, but I need to stretch. But I'm also have a beer. I'm a complicated. Don't try to understand <laughs> what goes on in my head. Okay. I'm I'm a complicated figure. I can tell when it comes to you know trying to go out. But I'm that's, tell a you bad, that's a bad game plan. And but there's nothing worse. Than just being sopping wet and driving back on the cart to the you know to the clubhouse, and the guy's name next to me is Bob. I gave Bob not great Bob. A, I gave <laughs> Bob, Bob a ride back to the clubhouse. And he uh-huh. said, "Yeah, this weather. I didn't wasn't expecting this. The forecast. Like Bob's going on for like two and a half holes about the forecast. Not great, Bob." And Wait, but Carly, you know why I'm him. upset at you? You know why I'm really upset at you? Why? Because I talked to you after the show, and I told you that there was going to be bad weather this afternoon. I told you that on Friday afternoon. I told you probably not going to be one of those days when you can sneak around a golf big fella. You just got to chalk it up. And I get it. You've been watching Tiger Woods for a couple of days at the PGA I'm a Championship. Competitor. I understand wanting to be out there, but you don't want to get rained on. No. No, but get I on. thought you, it wasn't. You don't want to you don't want to be the leader of the wet t-shirt contest. Like Bob said, the weather wasn't coming until later and I mean, you have an obligation to try to keep America beautiful. And you in soaked khakis in a wet t-shirt is not doing that. No, it's not. Yeah. I, first of all, I don't know that I have that obligation. You do have an obligation. But that aside, man, it was it was not pretty. Yeah. It was just not a good scene. It's Canty and Carlin on Greeny on ESPN Radio and ESPN Plus up next. Uh, hey, you got a free nine months or so? Maybe you can coach the Lakers because nobody else wants to. And do we owe the Miami Heat an apology? If you're feeling like we do, please call and make your case. We've got plenty of you that want to talk about it at 888-SAY-ESPN, 888 888- 729-3776. As I look down at our first call that we'll get to in a few minutes, uh, it is described as wanting to say heart trumps talentless gas bags. So there we go. There it is. I don't, don't make your case. We'll, we'll step up. We can, uh, we can own up to our mistakes. Okay. Or not. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio. Greeny, the podcast.
Hi, this is ESPN's Mike Greenberg, and ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today, and new users get $100 in bonus bets for making any sports book bet. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. I don't understand these Heat fans, Carlin. They're making their case for their team by trying to pick apart the flaws of the Boston Celtics. How does that make sense? It doesn't. It doesn't because they feel like they're somehow a much, much better team in their talent when, no, you want to argue that you play better as a team or you have in the series? Okay, but to me, you have blown the doors off of the Celtics in – Literally two quarters, and that's why you are here. Good for you. They all count. But I don't sit here and say that you need to pick apart what the Celtics are to build yourselves up. But that's what I'm saying. It's It's like a bully. It's nonsensical, (laughs) though. Think about it, though. If you want to talk about how great your team is, then talk about them beating a team that is a championship contender. Talk about them beating a team that has been one of the best teams defensively since the calendar flipped over to 2022, talk about beating a team that has an emerging superstar in Jason Tatum. Everybody wants to say, well, Tatum's not that good. He's not mentally tough. He's not physically tough. Marcus Smart, oh, he's a nice little player on the defensive side, but, you know, he's not really smart when it comes to making heads-up plays. Jalen Brown, he's hit or miss. They can't coexist, him and Tatum, on the court at the same time. Like, you're bringing up all of the things that are under that are undermining the overarching point that your Miami Heat, t- Heat team is a championship contender. It absolutely makes no sense. Yeah. Well, I, I don't get it. What you're saying is that for you to win, you need the other team to be bad. To be inferior. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that to me is not what championship teams And that's not the case like. of this series either. No. Because Boston in no way, shape, or form is an inferior team to the Miami Heat. Now, I will say this. Boston has not played up to their full potential in this series, save one game. Well, of course. Yeah. So I think that's what everybody else is waiting on. Can we see more of what we saw in game two as opposed to what we saw in games one and three when you had these huge holes that you were trying to dig yourself out of? Canty and Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio coming to you live above the Heineken River Deck at Pier 17. Friends... Cutting the price of your wireless bill feels good. Really good. Actually, it feels great. You ought to try it. So cut your bill by switching to Straight Talk Wireless. Now offering our $45 Silver Unlimited plan with 5 gigabytes of hotspot and nationwide 5G on America's largest, most dependable networks. The $45 Silver Unlimited plan from Straight Talk. Straight Talk Wireless. No contract. No compromise. A month equals 30 days. See terms and conditions at straighttalk.com. 5G capable device required. Actual availability, coverage, and speed may vary. We will get to you, Heat fans, in just a moment. You have more 
more of your opportunity here in three minutes to get at us and make your case for your apologies that you feel like you deserve. You better hurry up and get them in before tonight. Canty and Carlin in for Greeny. Nobody seems to want to coach the Lakers. What's yes, going on, no, man? It's not great, Bob. Not great. Um, we've narrowed down the list to three finalists. Bucks assistant Darvin Ham, Warriors assistant uh, Kenny Atkinson, who we know from the Brooklyn Nets. Mm-hmm. And then we've got Terry Stotts, the former coach of the Trailblazers. So, Mike, Mike Dunleavy not in there? No, thank God he's not in there. <laughs> but one of the names that was also circulating around there was Jawan Howard. Yes. And we thought Jawan Howard, because he had the relationship, he played with Rob Palenka, he played with LeBron James, that that would make a lot of sense from a fit standpoint, somebody that would be able to coach stars and most importantly be able to have LeBron James trust as the Lakers try to navigate, you know, post-prime LeBron, the Anthony Davis saga, and then, of course, Russell Westbrook and what you're going to do with him over the course of the summer or going into the season. Dewan Howard seemed like he would be the right Coach, have the right temperament, have the right amount of credibility in order to get those guys to respond. The only problem is he ain't got the right amount of interest. Javon Howard is not interested in the Lakers' job. And, Carlin, I think it speaks to a bigger issue, which is just how attractive is this job? Oh, I think the job's been devalued. If these are the three best candidates that you could come up with, these are the finalists, how attractive is that job? Now, look, he's got a chance to coach his kids at Michigan, so I understand that. That's going to play a role, too. Yeah, I'm not faulting faulting Juwan Howard. But I think the Lakers' job itself has become devalued here by what's transpired over the last year and a half. We do have some sound from Jeannie Buss on exactly what the problem is, why nobody wants the Lakers' coaching job. How come you don't want me, man? <laughs> wow. Not that's, the Fresh Prince. Yeah. Not the Fresh Prince. No. But that's, that's kind of how it's feeling as a Lakers fan right now. Why, why don't the best coaches that are available want the job? Well, you're, you're, why, why don't they want? Your you, best you, friend's the Rambi. Well, well, that's the other part of this, right? Yeah. You've got the Rambi. You've got Phil Jackson. You've got Jeannie Bush. You've got Rob Palenka. You've got LeBron James. You've got Clutch Sports. You've got all these different actors that are involved yeah. And that seemingly have a say in the direction of the Lakers program. And as a head coach, do you want to be the guy that scapegoated like they scapegoated Frank Vogel when they make decisions that you have no involvement in and then it blows up and they want to blame you? I I just don't think a lot of coaches want to sign up with that. Plus, Carlin, you also have to factor in what is this, you know, next, you know, two or three years for the Lakers going to look like? You don't have a lot of draft picks. You don't have a lot of cap space. You got Russell Westbrook, who's a shell of what he used to be. You got Anthony Davis, who's Mr. Glass, can't stay healthy. And then you've got LeBron James, who over the last couple of years can't stay, stay healthy either. Yeah. So, so, so essentially, you're, you're, you're being sold that you're inheriting a championship contender. But is this team actually a championship contender? As a Lakers fan, I can't feel that way. And you got a lot of cooks in the kitchen, and none of them is exactly Gordon Ramsay at this point, the no. way things are looking. Meanwhile, no. how about this? A little bit of breaking news. Uh-oh. For the Miami Heat fans, Heat coach Eric Spolstra says Tyler Hero, the groin injury that he suffered the other night, will keep him from playing tonight. He is out. Game four against the Celtics also said Jimmy Butler will warm up with the intention of playing. I expect Jimmy Butler to play, yeah. but no Tyler Hero tonight is in that game a, Is four. that a good thing or a bad thing? That's the For point. For Miami? That's <laughs> the know. point. Because Don't Mr. say the hero. He had a great season, six man of the year, but 
He hasn't looked like that in the playoffs. May not be the worst thing if he's the 13th man tonight. (laughs) May not be. What's on your mind brought to you by My Computer Career, training for a better life. So let's find out what is on your mind. Bobby in Miami is not going to be up first because he just dropped off the line. So it'll be Jose in Miami up first on Greeny on ESPN Radio. Jose, what's going on, bud? What's up, guys? Hey, I'm going to tell you, since I started listening to you guys, I love your show. I love the way you guys put everything together. Every time I'm waiting on hold, you guys put up, like, three other topics I want to talk about. But I just want to talk about the heat, though, right now. Go. A couple of days ago, um, you guys mentioned Kyle Lowry's impact, and you mentioned his six and a half points a game. Mm -hmm. And I understand he's not the guy he used to be. He just sets a different tone for this Heat team. I don't know if it's because, you know, his championship experience or just the way that he handles everybody on the court. But what he brings to the table is something that's not showing up showing up in the stat sheets. As far as Tatum, I do think he's one of the top players in the NBA. I just don't think he's ready to do it just yet. And I'm giving I'm not disrespecting him. I think he's a stud. I watched him in Duke. He's a beast. I just don't think he's ready to get to that next level to where, like, a KD or a Curry is just yet. Um, and then the last thing I'll mention is the uh, 19 steals that the Heat had in that game last night, that turned into 33 points. That means that there was times in that game where, where the Heat basically took the offense away from the Heat, uh, from, the, from the Celtics. They didn't allow them to get clean shots. They didn't allow them to, yeah, to get to the Yeah, but here's the other problem with that, okay? There were 19 steals. The Heat were great defensively in that regard the other night. Some of them were just sloppy with the basketball, though. Let's not, yeah. It's not all picking the pocket. Let's yeah. not call it. Yeah, and even be that being said, Carlin, you're talking about a one-minute game with less than three minutes to go. Yeah. And you set a franchise record for steals in a playoff game. That, that's, that's your margin for error if you're a Miami Heat fan. So when we say that the Boston Celtics are a more talented team, that's case in point. Yep. That's what we're talking about. They had 24 turnovers, and they were still able to make it a one-point game with less than three minutes to go after being down 26. How can you rest easy if you're a Heat fan and think you got this series in the bag? It don't make no sense. Now, I will say this. They can peacock a little bit because I don't think anybody thought that this series would unfold the way that it has with the Heat winning the first two or no, three games. No, absolutely not. Nobody thought that. No. Nobody felt that way. But that's where we're at right now. I still am not willing to come off of my prediction that the Celtics win this series. All I'm willing to say is that I was wrong in thinking that it was going to be a short series. This is absolutely going to be a long series. I still got the season seven. I, I've got this in six wow. for the Celtics, and I am sticking to that because wow. nothing has happened so far. That has changed my perception on what's going on. And the stat that tells me everything is, and I know that I have mentioned this a few times, but it bears repeating. The Heat have won just two quarters in this series. And while they all count and they have run the Celtics out of the gym in those two quarters, that tells me more about the overall play in the series and what that is going to mean going forward. So Celtic fans, you still have your opportunity, or rather the Heat fans, Still have your opportunity here to make your case for your apology, although I just, I, I, I don't know. I ridiculed everyone on the roster. I just want to say from the bottom of my heart, I'd like to take this chance to apologize to absolutely nobody. So, well, I'll tell you what, if you're a Heat fan, you got a better chance of getting out of the conference finals than the Dallas Mavs do. 
<laughs> so that you can feel good about that, right? Good for you. You got a better chance than the Dallas Mavs because that series is all but over with, right? Yep. Roy in San Antonio is up next on ESPN Radio. Roy, what's up, buddy? My checks are always super heavy. I'm weight. doing good. Uh, you guys doing all right? We're great. Great. Listen, Miami, stop with this nonsense. You guys have only won two quarters. You need to pay attention to the stats. Yeah, you guys got some talent, some but you guys cannot hold on to the Celtics. They've just got too much going for them. Realize what's 2020 vision. You guys are trying to hang on, and all I can tell you to do is you better just keep on playing hard if you want to beat the Celtics because they're not going to let you just walk away with it, okay? They're going to crush y'all. You're going to get your feelings hurt. It's going to be okay. You got another year. You come back next year. But listen, realize. You, you, you sound like you're basically on. verbally patting them on the head right now. That, that's what was Good happening. For you. That's what was happening. He's trying to prepare them for the inevitable. But, right. he, but here's the deal, man. And, and, I, and I will give Jose that last caller credit on this point. Kyle Lowry is absolutely a difference maker when he's on the court. That's mm-hmm. not going to show up in the way of points. It's going to be more of intangibles. It's going to be leadership in terms of him being a floor general and orchestrating things, but also from an emotional standpoint. And with Jimmy Butler's health being compromised, you're going to need that now more than ever. And then Tyler Hero being out in this game, you're going to need somebody that has the potential to create shot opportunities for other guys. You're going to need another playmaker on the court. Kyle Lowry gives you that. My only question to you is, Carlin, is he going to be able to hold up? Because in game three, you just kept seeing him, shots of him running back and forth between the locker room because he's trying to keep that hamstring stretched out and warmed up. I mean, they're holding this thing together with with duct tape and bubble gum. I don't know that Kyle Lowry's going to be able to sustain what we saw in game three, and that's why I can't have a ton of confidence that the Heat are going to have this kind of offensive output moving forward in this series. And if you're just joining us, no Tyler Hero tonight, out with a groin injury. Jimmy Butler will warm up with that knee injury with the intention of playing. They have said that Kyle Lowry, Max Struess, Gabe Vincent, P.J. Tucker, all will warm up with the intention to play. So you would expect them all to be able to go, but they are banged up as well. It's Canty and Carlin in for Greeny, presented by Progressive Insurance. The road to the rematch is on as bantamweight champ Juliana Pena and former champ Amanda Nunes go head-to-head as coaches on the historic 30th season of The Ultimate Fighter. Stream the series now exclusively on ESPN+. Plus. Sign up now at ESPNplus.com. Colin in Florida, you've got exactly 20 seconds to make your case. You're on ESPN Radio, Colin. Yo, it's Paul in Florida. Just kind of wanted to say, to piggyback on the Heat and the Celtics, man, heart does come into it. Because when it's time to show up and, and really time to grind, it's going to be the ones that, that, that got the heart and are willing to dig down and put in that extra work. Because you see the Celtics under pressure, they're the ones making all the mistakes. Mm, listen, not going there. They they made a couple the other night, but they, they've got, they haven't gotten here without making plays. Miami has played harder for longer than the Boston Celtics have. Yes, and the Celtics need to make sure that they correct that. They are the more talented team, and if they want to win this series, they have got to match that effort level. How come you don't want me, man? Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. 
You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio and see it with the video on ESPN+. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcast. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network.